Well, hello, Ed Techers, and welcome to the Building Community with OCQ podcast, your one-stop shop for all things EdTech in Orange County, California, and beyond. I'm your host and OCQ Vice President of Events, Andy Osborne, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Megan Gibbs, OCQ Board Secretary. Do you want to say hello, Megan? Hello, everyone. This episode, we are also rejoined by our OCQ president, Andrea Earle. Thanks so much for having me back on. I'm excited to be here today. Thank you for agreeing to be back on. <laughs> uh, we, are, we are very happy to have you back. Um, everyone, I am so excited. We wanted to record a little mini episode because we want to promote one of the biggest regional ed tech events in Southern California coming up, TechFest. And TechFest is put on by none other than us, the members of OCQ. So we thought that we would have a little podcast and kind of talk a little bit about what we do at TechFest and what people can anticipate and expect. Uh, I'm going to hand off to Andrea and she'll tell you a little bit more about it. Go ahead, Andrea. Well, thanks, Andy. And I am so excited about TechFest 2024. It's right around the corner, February 3rd. We're going to be hosting it this year at Stacy Middle School, which is part of the Westminster School District. Um, TechFest is such a fantastic uh, opportunity for educators from around Southern California to get together to share ideas, learn, learn from each other, but really to build community. And that's our theme this year is building community. When we talk about building community, we're not talking just about community in our classrooms, which of course is extremely important, but we also want to build community among each other and among ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I mentioned in the last podcast, this is my 40th year in, ed- in education. And I know I could be one of those stereotypical burned out, you know, teachers, but really because of Q, I am still fresh and excited and learning new things and, and wanting to try new things with the teachers and students I support. You know, Andrea, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's really nice to hear you say that because I've only been in the classroom for 10 years and I got involved in OCQ because I was given an opportunity to go to the OCQ Tech Fest and um, as a as a second year, third year teacher. And so it's really nice to hear you say that having 40 over 40 years of experience with me just having 10 years of experience <laughs> and knowing that I really have something to look forward to being a part of this professional organization. Yeah. And I, I cannot believe you're 40 years in, Andrea. I mean, it, I, it's, either. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't I haven't done anything in my life for 40 years except except live. Um, but um I, I just want to reiterate upon the theme this year of building community and just community in general. I I know for me, being a part of OCQ has been so important because of the community of learners and educators who are all supporting one another. And I have learned so much from my network with OCQ. I really owe a lot to all of them. And I encourage everyone to register for TechFest. It's it's an amazing event. It's annual. Uh, you'll learn more in one day than you have all year. 
And I can't wait to see our keynote, uh, Ann Cosma, who's just amazing, such an energetic and fun person to be around. She's she's just incredible. Yeah, Ann's really inspiring. And she helps, I think she's going to help us all see how we can um, bring the joy into our classrooms and into our schools and into our communities um, with some of the ideas that she's going to share. Um, I want to mention that registration is open. All you have to do is go to occ.org. Uh, the cost is $65 for Q members and $75 for non-members. It does include a full day of learning. We're going to have sessions. We have an exhibit hall, so you'll be able to see some of the new latest and greatest uh, ideas out there. We include lunch, morning coffee, and an afternoon snack. And then if you haven't had enough learning, uh, we're going to have an after party at a, a local brewery so we can keep the conversations going. I don't know about you guys, you know, Andy and Megan, but for me, it's it's the conversations. It's the the mm. hallways, right? After a session and an idea and I talk to somebody and then I keep the conversation going. And that's really what what helps keep me fresh and, and excited about teaching. That's what that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And, um, and you, you mentioned joy. And I think that, you know, we all could use a little joy in our lives right now, for sure. Um, also, I hear there's going to be a DJ. Is that the case? We or is that have, a secret? Are we able to say that yet? Uh -oh, I absolutely. Oh, we have Tori Waddleton. <laughs> Waddle, Waddlington. Sorry, Tori. But Tori's amazing. And um yeah, he's going to be our DJ. He's going to going to play some tunes for us uh, to make it a fun a fun event. This is not. I know I know a lot of people kind of are down on PD, and maybe you don't want to give up your Saturday to go you know do PD. But OCQ Tech Fest is not like not like a lot of PDs you've been to. It is hands on. It is interactive. It is community. It is working together, sharing ideas. And every voice is welcome. So even if you're not presenting, and we do, we have a lot of amazing presenters. We have some OG presenters who presented with us for years. We have a couple of the Q board members coming to present. But then we also have people who this will be their first time sharing their ideas. Oh, that's great. But the cool thing is that everybody's ideas are, are welcome and heard. So everyone gets a chance to share because Everyone, everyone listening, you're all doing amazing things in your classrooms, but nobody knows about it mm -hmm. until you step out and share it with us. So we hope that at Tech Fest, you'll share some of the amazing things you're doing. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And you'll get a chance to meet our affiliate award winners. I think we'll do a whole episode about them. We have an outstanding teacher of the year from Orange County and, uh, an outstanding emerging teacher of the year, an outstanding administrator of the year. So we'll, I think we'll do an episode. Maybe you can do that, Andy. And that would be great. Those folks, because we have a lot of amazing teachers in Orange County. And oh, I'm getting excited already. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, should we shift gears here, ladies, um, and talk a little bit about some Q news uh, coming up? And really, um, there's just one big thing coming up. Um, Andrea, did you want to mention about Spring Q? Sure. So for those of you that uh, are interested, the Spring Q conference is going to be in Palm Springs, uh, March 21st through 23rd. 
Um, I believe early registration is still open. There is a discount for Q members. It's probably a good time to mention that Q membership is only $40 for the year. And I know some people are like, oh, one more thing, pay for one more thing. But Q offers not only discounts, you get a discount for TechFest, you get a discount for the Spring Q Conference and other Q conferences, but you also, Q as, a, as an organization also provides a lot of free PD for its members. So I've been participating in a really cool series on AI and uh, there's been some really cool, there was an early learning symposium and there's a lot of really, really interesting things to help you push, push yourself if you join, if you join Q. And that would just be at q.org. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but mm-hmm. at Spring Q, you know, as an affiliate, OCQ, we're going to be having um, an affiliate meetup. On, that'll be on Thursday. The first thing to get kicked the conference off. You don't want to join us. That. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have some cool prizes. We're gonna we're gonna have a drawing and play some games and get to know people. So if it's your first time or if you're going as a solo person, uh, meet up with some of uh, Orange County peeps. We're also gonna be hosting a breakfast on Saturday at Coffee Coffee right down the road, right down the the road from the convention center. Uh, so another good opportunity Saturday morning just to come and socialize and hang out and meet other people who also want to innovate. And and maybe we can convince Corey uh, Matthias, one of our members, to dance on the side of the road like you did last year, <laughs> uh, holding, holding signs and entertaining people as they drove by. Now, that was a great time and a great, great way to meet people at the breakfast and at the affiliate meeting at the meetup. That was a lot of fun great food too. Yeah, good food. Free breakfast <laughs> and great conversation, right? Always always important, good food. <laughs> you you um, go for the free breakfast and then you stay for the good conversation. There you go. <laughs> and it's open not just to Orange County Q members, but all Q members attending the conference, right? Right. Um, right. 100%. It's nice to see people from different regions that are at the Spring Q conference either see their friends that they haven't seen in a while or become friends with people that live counties away from where they live and um, to see them socializing and sharing ideas. So that that breakfast was really cool because a lot of people did come that weren't from Orange County. 100%. Yeah, we're excited to be our third time hosting our third year, so... So um, as we record this, we're on the Sunday before heading back from break right now. So we're all um, a little little tired um, entering back into, into the workplace. And so we thought what would be kind of fun to, to kick things up a notch is to talk a little bit about some ideas that we have going back, heading back to work after a break. Um, each of us has brought an idea that we are planning on using or we think that would work really well in the workplace. And so each of us is going to take a turn telling a little bit about our ideas heading back to work after break. Uh, I'd like to hand off to Megan, who's going to talk a little bit about her idea. Okay, I have three quick ideas that I'm going to share. The first Overachiever. one. Overachiever. Okay, I, go ahead. <laughs> always. Um, it is such a good idea to, as a, as a classroom teacher, um, 
you know, I know that my students are going to want to catch up with each other. So it's a really good idea to incorporate a lot of opportunities to chat and talk and, and catch up. So one of the things I'm going to be doing is sort of like a musical chairs, um, speed dating situation where there's, I'm going to project questions up on the screen, either about, um, last year or this year and their hopes for this year. And I'm going to play some music and get them to meet with other, with partners and, um, and then share with a bunch of different people in the class and have a lot of different turns to share their answers to those questions. Um, cause chatting is really important. I know they're going to want to chat. So they might, you might as well give them the opportunity to do so in between, um, getting back to your routines and expectations. Um, and then another thing to review routines and expectations that I heard recently from, um, this, a teacher named Naomi O'Brien from her handle is read like a rockstar teaching is just to use the language with students. I bet you don't remember how to line up for lunch. I bet you don't remember how to um, get in, in number order, or I bet you don't remember this routine and then kind of watch them just like challenge themselves to make sure that you know that they know how to do that routine. So I'm I'm excited to go back knowing that I'm going to use that language and like present that challenge for them. And then the third I thing is, this is so positive. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like oh I bet you don't remember. Just just watch these fifth graders mm-hmm. get in line and because well, uh, it was last year you see wrong. <laughs> you guys aren't going to remember. Right. Exactly. Um and I think the the last thing is um, a jam board that I'm going to use um, that I actually picked up from, I believe it was Matt Miller. Um, I forget his website. Yeah. So he created a jam board, I think in, in collaboration with someone else um, that was like your new year in gifts. So I have a jam board with a few pages of different prompts that I'm asking students, but they have to respond to them by inserting images or GIFs that represent whatever that thing is. So your hope for 2024, if it's that I want to read more books, then it's going to be like a book stack GIF or something like that. So I'm excited to see how um, creative they're going to get with it. I've done it the last couple of years in a row, and I just love having, I love seeing their answers and then projecting them and showing, showing all the kids and like saying like, guess who you, guess who this is? Who do we think that this is that made this, this one? Um, so yeah, that's, those are is my it, Is this uh, blog ditch that textbook? Yes. Ditch that textbook. That's what yeah. I was trying to think of. So Matt Miller, I'm, I'm signed up for his emails. And I think a few years ago, he sent out an email with a collection of Jamboards. Um, I know Jamboard is like transitioning away from functioning. I'm not sure. I think it's like in its last couple of days or weeks here. So there's another fig jam I think is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, fig jam alternative. A little more complicated. But well, and a- I'm going to try it too. And now that I stuck my neck out, I can't think of the name of it. Um, Oh, you guys Honestly. keep going. I'll, I'll I mean, we'll research and add to show notes. There you we'll go. Research and add to alternatives yeah. to Jamboard. There you go. Also, if you're interested in that at all, I know Matt Miller is a big um, Jamboard fan, so he has been pretty up to date and like updating people on his mailing list about um, the alternatives to Jamboard. Uh, sorry to cut you off like that, Megan. I th- believe it's called Freeform. Apple's um, new. It just. It just. Uh, well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's called Freeform, 
And it just like downloads onto your iPad with the latest update. Mm, and uh, nice. it's pretty great. It's a it's a visual graphic organizer uh, mm. infograph program to organize your thoughts. Oh, so great. I'll really, take a look at that. Really great. And it's not even my turn to talk. Sorry. I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> Is it Andrea's turn? I've, I think it's, it's, I think I it's Andrea's. I'll be ready to throw to her. Yeah. I don't right. know. But, but honestly, Megan, I'm just liking um, Google Slides instead of Jamboard. Yeah, Google Slides. That's fine, you too. Because you can duplicate like a, a totally. text box, right? With a color. Totally. Yeah. And the kids just drag it on. And yeah. So there's lots of good workarounds instead of Jamboard. That's my plan B. But, uh, <laughs> But I'm going to talk about Brisk. Brisk is an AI tool that I've started playing with. And there are so many generative AI tools out there. I mean, it seems like a new one pops up every other day. And the ones that are out there keep adding stuff every other day. But I'm kind of drawn to Brisk because, well, first of all, it's, it's an extension to Docs, Google Docs. Um, so it pops, So when you, I don't remember the website, but when you... Um, you add it to your Google Docs. It just pops up in the bottom right-hand corner. But what Brisk allows you to do, one thing it allows you to do is change the level of text. So if you've got this really cool um, article from maybe the New York Times, but you have you know sixth grade English learners that are maybe reading it the fourth grade level in English, you can, um, Brisk will rewrite the text for you. So that makes it super helpful. <coughs> You know, now I do, I do want to say that I do think it's really important that students access the higher level text, right? If we always are breaking text down for them, then they're never getting access to that higher level content. But as a support, right, and as a scaffold, I think it's super helpful. That's Absolutely. right, it's riskteaching.com. So, you know, those scaffolds are important as long as we know they're scaffolds and we're not dummying down, you know, like used to happen in the old days, Right. But what, one of the things I really like about Brisk is the teacher is the feedback feature on writing. So a teacher can open a student's document and it, it does have an, an AI detector, which sort of works, sort of doesn't. I mean, I certainly would not use that as a definitive, you know, whether it was written by AI or the student, um, because it did say that my original writing was AI generated. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's but, a problem. But what it does is it provides really good feedback on the writing. So um, one of the things we do in our district is we give um, an eighth grade uh, constitution test. And one of the, one of the components is an essay. So what I did is I took a couple students essays and I added the constitution test rubric and it provided really targeted feedback based on the rubric. Yeah. Wow. What a time yeah. saver. Oh my God. You, I mean, ELA teachers, it takes forever to read, especially middle school and high school. And you've got, you know, 120, right. 50 or more students and you're reading all those essays. Yeah. To use something like brisk for your first pass. Um, I even used it on my own writing. I was writing a, a proposal. And so I put the criteria in and brisked it you brisk it get it you brisk it yeah. i know That's, yeah <laughs> brisk it. but um it really gave me good feedback because it gave me glows grows and wonderings and it so it it said oh you know you really described this part really well 
and you said, you know, X, Y, and Z, maybe you might consider giving some specific examples here of what you mean by, and then it really talked about, it pulled what I wrote. I mean, it really addressed what I wrote and gave me some really good ideas on how I could improve my writing. Um, so if we can teach our students to use it, um, I, I think it would be really a valuable tool because we all want to write better and we don't want students right. just cheating and just, you know, having AI generate their whole essays, but teach them how to use it as a tool to improve their, their own writing. Um, I think is super powerful. Right. So, uh, I'm excited to explore that more, um, in the coming year. Yeah. I, I know you had told me about this tool recently and I've, I've not yet had a chance to sit down and look at it, but I do know that that's like a, one of the chief, um, concerns with middle school and high school teachers and AI is that, you know, students are just going to, we're going to lose the ability to think critically and write, but it's nice to know that we have these tools like brisk that run alongside us and help us um, become better writers and, and um, use that power of AI for good. So I'm, I'm really um, excited about that and, and, or am thinking positively about it. I, I really think it's going to be a great tool for our learners. I think so. But you have another great tool, Andy, that you're going to share. Oh, nice segue. Yeah, I was going to say on the topic of AI, <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about Magic School. And if you are an educator and you have not tried Magic School yet, it is free. Uh, you can sign up with a Google account. Magic School is powered by ChatGPT 3.5 underneath the hood. So Magic School doesn't necessarily do anything that ChatGPT doesn't do. However, what Magic School does do really well is it presents itself in a, in a very user-friendly uh, user interface that gives suggestions on what you can use it for. Uh, some of those suggestions are uh, YouTube question generator, which is super cool. That's always when I go out and do trainings with teachers and show them AI. That's the one I usually lead with that and the standards unpacking tool. Uh, but the YouTube question generator has that wow factor. So basically how it works is you grab a URL from YouTube, a video that you want to show to your students, and you plug it into the YouTube question generator. And um, the only criteria is that the video has to be from YouTube. There are two criteria. It has to be from YouTube and it has to have a transcript. But most of the videos on YouTube do have transcripts now. And then you plug the URL in and you tell it how many questions you want it to generate off the video, three, five, seven, whatever. And it, it does it. It creates the questions right there in a matter of like 15 seconds. And then you can copy and paste those questions wherever you want. Um, if you use Canvas or Google Classroom or whatnot, you just you just paste them right in there for your students to, to take as a follow-up quiz assessment for their for the YouTube video. So that one is great. There's also, as I just mentioned, a standards unpacking tool. Um, I know that's very big. Uh, where I work right now, we're, we're working very hard at unpacking standards and into learning objectives and, um, you know, working in our PLCs. And so that has been very popular as well. There's also a depth of knowledge question generator. 
Uh, and then on the fun tip, there's a joke generator, student joke generator. Uh, there's a song generator. So uh, if you if you're a special day class teacher, there's an IEP generator. So there's lots and lots of really great tools that you can use, and it's all free to use the basic level. There is also um, an upgraded Magic School Plus level that you can use uh, that you get a certain number of free time to do that one, but then that runs out and you have to decide whether or not to pay for that. Um, anyway, I just wanted to mention that. That's a great, great tool. Also, I wanted to mention just take care of yourselves out there. Uh, it's always a little challenging coming off of break. Don't overdo it. If you're like me, you go right in on that Monday morning and you just, you know, like go in there just all crazy and you're going to do it and you're going to do it all and you're going to do it all in one day. And just, you know, you don't, you don't have to, don't overdo it. Just take it easy on yourself. It's, you know, it's all, you know, the work will always be there. It's, it's okay. You don't have to, you don't have to go crazy your first day back. Um, Definitely. Uh, so any, any, any last words on ideas for going back after the break? No, I think on? what you said was, is the most important number one is really taking care of ourselves, yeah. uh, having grace uh, for ourselves and our students and um, just easing back into it. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's only January. It's only January. <laughs> it's only January. Not even, not even really halfway done. We're, yeah. I know it feels <laughs> like halfway done, but yeah, for a lot of us, it's not even halfway. Um, everyone each month we like to feature um emailed questions and voicemails we don't we don't have any uh and also a dumb joke my favorite part <laughs> um so if you have a, a silly joke you'd like to send us you can send it to info at ocq.org to participate and there may be uh some kind of prize for you if you do I will go first today. My dumb joke is that I have never been a fan of facial hair. But now it's starting to grow on me. <laughs> How polite you're laughing. <laughs> it's so bad that it's good. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't deliver it with a straight face. That's Megan, you go next. <laughs> Well, did you hear the one about the crow and the telephone pole? No, I haven't. I wanted heard to that. make a long distance car. Oh. <laughs> so uh, ah, that's great. Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Who's there? Orange. Orange, who? Orange, you're going to join us at Tech Fest? Oh, see what she did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Well, that's going to do it for this month. Uh, we will see you next time. This is Andy, Megan, and Andrea signing off. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. See you at Tech Fest. See you at Tech Fest. <laughs> <laughs>